Hi, hello, and welcome to our program today. Uh, uh, this is Family Tech, where you get all the tech tips, news, and information you didn't even know you needed. And this is also streaming live to Little Tech Girl. So introduce yourself and what's going on, or you know, kind of how you got started and all this. I Wait, to preface all of this, Chris is probably one of my oldest blogging friends in the entire yep. world. We've been doing this for lots and lots and lots of years. Um, that's, and that's telling our age, but yes. I know, <laughs> I, know I was going to say, wait, one of my oldest friends, wait, that could go two ways. No, one of the friends I've had for the longest amount of time in this yes. blogging world. Um, we've been at it for so many years, can't even count. Uh, but yeah, so tell yeah. us all about yourself and your channel and what you've got going on. Yeah, I am Chris McDonald. My handle is uh, at Little Tech Girl Everywhere. Uh, YouTube is Little Tech Girl's Digital Homestead or Little Tech Girl with the number two. And yeah, we're in my basement garden. You can see a couple of things behind me here. Um, I tried gardening long time ago, just a little bit at my old house. Didn't quite fall into it. Then um, I actually purchased my first little hydroponic unit for my daughter, which we'll get into all the details of that later. She let it sit in the box. I opened it one day. I was like, this is cool. This is fun. And before you knew it, it just all blew up. <laughs> and since it was techie, you know, that goes right along with what I'm into. So I love the yeah. technology that goes into a lot of these things and what you can do with it. That's awesome. And then so for those of you who are here, if you have any questions at all, um, pop that in the comments in the chat and we'll pull those up on the screen and answer any of those questions that you've got. So let us know. We've got somebody here already you know, saying hello to us from Alaska. So hello um, there. Hello. <laughs> so um, let's go ahead and get started then with what made you want to start an indoor garden? Uh, we kind of touched on it a second. That's not entirely true. That's not entirely true. So I purchased that first unit in December of 2018, I think. It sat in the box until 2019, a few months. I opened it. I had only that one, though. So it was yeah. the pandemic that made it blow up <laughs> and to be a lot more. Yeah. So um, being able to, like right now, what you were just showing me, the snow outside your house, when it's cold right. as heck outside, it is yes. so refreshing to be able to have plants inside where it's warm and toasty and you don't have to worry about going out there. You know, a lot of people do garden outside during the winter, but I'm not doing that. I'm it's in Chicago. It's cold. As heck. I was going to say you're there's in Chicago. There's, 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 there's some weather out several there. inches of snow outside. <laughs> I'm not putting all my coat and boots and all of that to trudge <laughs> out in the back and go get a piece of lettuce. <laughs> Right. You know, so I was blessed to be able to have a space to do it here. I started out just in a small little area up in my family room and eventually just completely expanded uh, downstairs here. So I can show, let's see. I saved a few pictures to share since uh, honestly, I don't have that much going on around me right now sure. because I am transitioning to growing for outside and inside. I have a bunch of seedlings started, but there's not much in my actual units. So this was my space when I was upstairs in the family room. It was a modest oh, little space, yeah. you know. It's right in the family room. <laughs> it, it, started, it started out with one and then it expanded to that. 
And then eventually, <laughs> eventually, when I was like, oh, you know, I'll just move to the basement. It's more space. I just had a few more things. And now this is where I'm sitting. <laughs> It's so awesome. I know, and like whenever I see like your videos and stuff, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've got to talk to Chris about this because that is amazing. Yeah, and let me tell you, I mean, I started with Arrow Gardens, which is the small countertop uh, units that everyone loves and knows about. And those are great. But then Facebook Marketplace kept getting me in trouble. So the two tall white towers <laughs> that you see are called the Lettuce Grow Farm Stand. I bought one of those from uh, someone on Marketplace uh, several months ago in November. And then one day someone posted in my gardening group that someone in the Chicago area was selling another one. And I messaged her. I'm like, I'm, I might be interested. How much is it going for? And she told me, I was like, I'm coming to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at your house yeah. right now. <laughs> right. And I actually just picked up what's called an eye harvest just a couple of weeks ago, again, for an, an, a, an incredible price. And um, you don't have to always buy units. I mean, it's good to get something that's ready to go all in one if you're not the DIY type. But you can also build your own if you want to sell, uh, save money. You can do something called cracky. You can do DWC, you know, it just involves things like five gallon buckets and grow lights. You can even start with little tubs from your kitchen. Like I don't have one next to me, but uh, protein powder things. I've saved a couple of those when my husband has finished with them. You drill a hole in the top, you put your little plant pod in there and you're set to go. All you need is light and food, nutrients for your plants. Um, I know somebody who I've just featured here on the chat um, who has a lot of protein powder buckets. So that's mm -hmm. my it's Amy Ross Kelly here. She does a lot of protein powder stuff. So oh, okay. well, you can you get go. started with little protein <laughs> buckets right there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I might skip ahead a little bit um, in the questions that I've kind of already sent you. But um, explain to me like what these towers do and like what like how those work. I I'm fascinated because I don't know much about this at all. Like I am kind of a novice, so I'm approaching this from a novice, but we will get into the advanced stuff too, for you, like hardcore growing people, but yeah, go ahead and like explain right, what right. that's all about. So the one on the screen now is called the garden G A R D Y N. And uh -huh. that one allows you to grow 30 plants in a small two foot footprint. Um, you see it's filled with lettuces. There are some Swiss chard there, cilantro at the bottom, um, even some uh, mini microdorf tomatoes. So this one is like one of the techiest that you can get because it has an app that allows you to control everything called Kelby. It will remind you uh, if the water is getting low in the tank, it'll tell you uh, like when it's time to reorder, you know, food, it keeps track of all of that stuff for you. So if you're a forgetful person and you want the, the tech to help you out, this one would be the one to go for. But the towers that I mentioned, the lettuce grow, that's this one. And I, I love these things. These are great if you want to, this is going to sound really crazy, but if you want to start small and go up. <laughs> and the reason, the reason I say that, the reason I say that is because when you order, you can, oops, those are microgreens. When you order, you can start with only one or two tiers. 
And then mm. you can add on extension kits. So when I nice. bought this from the person that I got it used from, I believe it came with only four tiers. And eventually okay. when they had a sale, I added on another tier. So if you don't want it quite so tall, you can, you know, start slow. And this one, uh, depending on how many tiers you have, you can grow up to 36 plants. And they are great for larger plants, um, like uh, even large peppers grow great in these things. You can have a big uh, thing of collard greens, tons of lettuce, even though it's called the lettuce grow, it grows a lot more than just lettuce. Sure. Wow. Uh, and then we just had a shout out to you. Hi, Chris from Jenny. Hey, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my buddy, my uh, co-admin for my group. <laughs> oh, fun. That's awesome. Um, so now how does it work? Like where, like you were saying, it's like, it's going to, the other one like is going to tell you the water's low or whatever mm -hmm. like so where would you put the water and like how so does that let me flip back let me flip back yeah. to that picture okay the garden so right yeah. there on the top of the brown which is the 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 panel this tank holds five gallons of water so this okay. little cover right here comes off and you just pour your water in there and if you're looking at the app when you're do when you do it it'll tell you like okay now you're at 4 gallons now you're at 5 gallons and it gives you tips on like uh add 1 teaspoon of food every week or something like that cuz you want to make sure you keep your plants fed and then you see the two lights on the side those will come on automatically uh in the morning and they will go off automatically at night so it's not a lot that you have to do other than just making sure, you know, uh, you check, you're checking on your plants, checking the roots to make sure they look healthy. It pretty much does everything. And that's, that's true of a lot of hydroponics. I mean, you can run into a few problems, but for the most part, they help you along in the journey. So a plant idiot like me could actually <laughs> grow something. Yes. <laughs> that yes. would grow. <laughs> Keep keep I've, hanging with, with me. I will get you there. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to plant stuff and like my carrots came out like this big, like they got like really short and fat. I mean, this is not indoor, but like out in the yard, they never grew longer, just short and fat. It could have like, been a I short fat up. variety. Those do exist. Could have been. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I bought the wrong seeds. <laughs> so... So what are some of the advantages? We talked about a few of them. You don't have to put like a big coat on. And um, exactly. I mean, and even here and like, you know, cold climates like yours and mine, um, the stuff doesn't grow in the winter. When I moved to Utah, I was actually shocked because I didn't know that grass died for the winter. <laughs> like, because I'm from California. I'm like, stuff doesn't oh, die. What are you talking about? That's a huge change. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge change. Yeah, everything's so like, brown oh, in the winter. Right. There's there's nothing alive out there. And right. it's just, it, a lot of people talk about getting seasonal depression in the winter because the lack of sunlight, not being able to do a lot outside and indoor gardening helps with that tremendously. I see a lot of people in my group talk about how actually the grow lights actually make them feel better because it kind of simulates the sun and, you know, they feel like they're getting a little bit of UV so to speak. And then of course right. there's the plants and the greenery around you that helps uh, with the depression and makes you feel good. And then you get food. And so like right. my, my picture of my tomato on the screen, when you get that first tomato, you're like, oh, I grew a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> and you're telling your family and they're like, yeah, that's nice. That's why the Facebook <laughs> groups are great. Cause you want to go tell people that understand your obsession. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I'll definitely, when this is over, I'm 
I will put the Chris's Facebook group in the description on my video so that you can check out her group um, and join that for all of your questions that you didn't you you don't have now, but as you get started, <laughs> you're like, oh no, I need to join this yeah. group. I'll put that That's in the comments. That's exactly what we. Everyone starts somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that just that just reminds me of Castaway when he's like, I made fire, fire, like I made tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I see one of my other people, Kim, with a question. Oh, great. Yeah, let's pop that one up here. If you want to so read the question. So this, this comes up a lot. Yeah, she says, what about the pH PPM? It should say PPM for lettuce, peppers, tomatoes, and other green mixtures. Do they share the same water? So here's the thing. A lot of people like to uh, just control everything in their growing, sure. in indoor growing. A lot of us don't. If you are growing with Aero Garden nutrients, for example, they are pH buffered, which means even if the, the pH on your water is jacked up, the Aero Garden nutrients will automatically adjust it so that the pH of your plants is good. Okay. This is the same in some other nutrients in terms of the pH might change a little bit, but not enough to worry about it. Now, if you have really bad tap water, then yes, you're going to want to check your pH. You're going to want to adjust that after you add your nutrients and all of that. But a lot of us do not bother with that. If your plants look good, if your plants are growing fine, if the leaves are green, I say don't bother with that. The PPM is the parts per million. That tells you actually the amount of nutrients that are in the water. Again, Aero Garden nutrients, one of the easiest ones to use. You follow the directions on the bottle. The PPM is usually okay. However, depending on when these nutrients mix with whatever water you're using, if your water is not as good as the water at my house or vice versa, that could be off a little bit. So when you start to notice something off in your plants, that's when you want to get obsessive about it and check it and make adjustments. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Got it. Um, so that leads me to a question. So my city has really hard water. So does that like take into effect you know should you want to get a water mm -hmm. softener or something like that to like help with that or does that matter or what it depends it depends uh if you read some of the nutrients uh the name escapes speed now but there are a couple that actually say formulated for hard water meaning oh, they nice. will help but where you might run into a problem after using a system for a long time, just like we can see the buildup like on our shower walls or whatever, that might happen in your hydroponic units. So you wanna just make sure you soak them well and clean them with the usual things. Vinegar works great. Citric acid is another one. Baking soda. Um, for the larger white systems, I actually put the large base in my uh, bathtub and soaked it in bleach overnight You know, to not only get rid of the the nutrient staining, but like sometimes you'll see little bits of roots and things like that that you want to scrub out. Um, if you have really, really hard water, a water softener can help, but they will usually tell you that the salt content of the softened water is not good for your plants. So when they put right. in our uh, when they put in our water softener system, what they actually did was not put the cold tap on the kitchen sink on the softening side. So that's what I use to fill my units. That makes sense. That's great. Great advice. Awesome. 
Um, and then I like this one. Jenny just says, I still get excited about my indoor tomatoes. <laughs> yes. And she has how how old? Oh, they're two years old. Yeah. Her uh, golden harvest, Arrow Garden golden harvest tomatoes. And she has yeah. these awesome little pepper plants called potapeno peppers. It's a miniature jalapeno plant. And the thing is about this tall and just loaded with peppers. I had one growing as well. I don't know if I saved a picture of that, but it got attacked by aphids. And now it's finally making a little bit of a comeback. Oh, here we go. I do have it. So this is that little tiny pepper plant. Oh, wow. And um, it's just, it's amazingly beautiful. And then here's a larger variety of jalapeno. This is actually upstairs on the second floor in my husband's office. I said, oh, you fine. need a plant up here. And he was like, yeah, a plant would be nice. I said, how about a pepper? He's like, yes. <laughs> so I put this unit up there and put the jalapeno seedling in it because I had an extra one and it's doing great. This picture is a few days old. The peppers are larger now, but I'm patiently waiting for them to get red so I can save some of the seeds. Yeah. Um, does that, is that a like um, commentary on him? He's spicy. So you wanted to put the jalapenos in it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he, lo he loves spicy food. He loves peppers. So he's like, you mean I can just reach over there and take a pepper at any time? Yes. But <laughs> I said, leave a couple of the big ones so they'll turn red. <laughs> It's like, let me have a few, you know, don't <laughs> eat all of them. That's awesome. Um, so if you do have the space outdoors and you live not where it is currently snowing outside, or, um, you like have a nice climate, would you still decide to grow certain things indoors if you had like a really great outdoor garden? Um, yes, I'm actually doing that now. Last year during the summer, I, I do have a large outdoor garden. Last year during the summer, I uh, shut down almost all my indoor units. I didn't have the large systems then. And I grew almost everything outside except for a couple of plants that were here. But what I know now for sure is that certain plants just don't do well when it's really, really hot outside, like lettuce. Mm, there are a yeah. couple of varieties of lettuce you can get that might be more heat tolerant. But for the most part, you put lettuce outside, it is going to bolt pretty quickly. Bolt means uh, it'll shoot that stalk up the middle and go to seed. And then at that mm. point, it gets really bitter and it's not edible. So the seedlings that I mentioned going behind me are to fill my towers with uh, several varieties of lettuce. I think I have a couple of uh, bok choys in there, some Asian greens and stuff like that that just don't do really well out in the summer heat. Um, yeah. So I might at least keep lettuce going inside throughout the summer. Oh, that's... That's a great advice. Um, are there like what are the things that grow best indoors? Like that have, you know, they're really heat sensitive or whatever, and so like they do really well in like a controlled environment. If you can control your environment like that, uh, spinach. Uh, spinach likes cold weather. So lots of people can't grow spinach at all in the summer. But if you have an area of your home where it's cooler, like a lot of people do have a, a pretty cool basement or you yeah. can actually find a way to like stick it in the coldest air conditioned space in your home, you might be able to grow some spinach um, and lettuce. A lot of it has to do with pests, too. Lots of people have mentioned that they stop growing outside because all of their produce gets taken I know Jen has a family of rabbits. <laughs> 
yeah. ate her stuff. <laughs> and some I had a vole that ate all of my yes. stuff. Yeah. Yes. Voles, rats, uh, rabbits, raccoons. If you have a huge problem with them and you can't keep them out of your outdoor garden, then having stuff inside or at least having a backup inside is great. And you can grow almost anything uh, within reason. <laughs> Yeah, within reason. Um, we've got just a couple more shout outs for you. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then super excited hey, to grow mini tomatoes and jalapenos mm -hmm. while still freezing outside, which I'm sure I complain about my snow here in Utah. You know, more props to you in Alaska because I don't know that I'd I be know. able to handle that climate. <laughs> And they figure it out and they get it done. I, there's a couple of YouTubers that I watch in Alaska and they have these huge greenhouses or high tunnels and they um, they manage to make that little shortened window that they get work for them. Yeah, for sure. Oh, then we've got this. Bunnies chow everything outside. Um, so for those of us who are done with this, like, how would I dip my toes in? Like, okay, you've convinced me. I want an indoor garden. Where can I get started? You you were kind of saying with like, you know, even a protein thing. Like, how do I get mm -hmm. started? Mm -hmm. What do I need? Well, first, you could join my group. That's Arrow Garden Cracky and Garden Fanatics because we have info in there to get you started. The easiest thing that I tell everyone is just buy a small hydroponic unit, not any small hydroponic unit, because if you hit Amazon, there are a ton of them out there. And I will tell you uh, to stay away from most of them because, number <laughs> one, they are usually uh, the lights are not as strong as they claim they are. Um, and yeah, they have other problems. Some of them die pretty quickly and you get what you pay for basically in a lot for of, sure. in a lot of cases, you, if you can catch an arrow garden at a great price, which is something else people in my group tell me I am a massive enabler because I post all the sales and deals since I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. an affiliate. <laughs> Get, right, get right. an arrow garden. And the reason yeah. I say an arrow garden, because it's the best on the market. They come with a one-year warranty that is backed. If anything happens, they will replace it or send you parts or whatever. They come with the seed pod kits. So you got, you're going to get either an herb pod kit, or if you order from their website, you can sometimes choose the pod kit that you want from the tomatoes to the herbs or a lettuce kit or something like that. Dip your toe in by growing those pods that come with it learn how how it grows learn what you're supposed to grow together and not grow together and once you get that bug trust me you're going to want to expand <laughs> to something bigger or that's when you're going to want to say hey i need my own grow lights because i want to do cracky you know i want to put my own um five gallon buckets or my little jar under there i didn't save one of those pictures either but cracky is basically a passive system where the plant grows in water the roots are suspended in water and there's space above the nutrient solution where the plant forms air roots. You can do it in something as small as a 32 ounce jar, which is not really recommended, but they're cute. I've done lettuce in 32 ounce jars. I've had little miniature peppers in them. And the most important thing when you're doing cracky is that the plant gets decent light, okay? A lot of people will try to do it and they'll just sit it on their windowsill or they'll sit it next to their aerial gardens. And for some stuff that might work, but if you don't have good light over those plants, they are not going to thrive and you're going to find that they're leggy or they're not growing properly. So that's why I say the all-in-one little aerial garden unit 
it's foolproof. You don't have to learn much. It comes with the food. It comes with everything you need. And once you learn that and get the basics, then you can go crazy like me <laughs> and, take, and take over half the house. <laughs> and your basement turns into Chris's basement. <laughs> yeah. Well, in all fairness, it's not the whole basement. I just have a little portion of it. So. <laughs> but it's close. It's close. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. One day. Um, so what are some of the things that people like don't realize? Like what are some common mistakes people make when like starting out with indoor garden? Trying to grow outdoor sized plants. For uh -huh. example, the tomato plants that you see outside or on YouTube, those are called indeterminate tomato plants. Those plants can get 10 feet vines or taller and they just keep growing and growing and growing. When you're growing inside, in an, a small aerial garden or similar, you want what's called a micro dwarf tomato plant because those plants are uh, made to stay very small. They're going to get no more than um, like 12 to 24 inches, depending on the unit that you're using. This one is actually a dwarf plant called the Germania, Geranium Kiss. That's this right here behind me. And this is one of the larger plants because this arrow garden unit is three feet tall. But if I was to try and put this plant in my little arrow garden, that's not going to work. So you need to make sure you know what you are planting. A lot of new people will go, oh, hey, I have these cherry tomato seeds. I planted them in my arrow garden. Why is this plant so big? Because a cherry tomato plant is usually a 10 foot tall indeterminate plant. Unless you get one that is determinate, which is usually three feet. That's what this is. Or microdorf, which is the, are the ones specifically bred for the smaller units. And um, other than that, that, that's the biggest mistake that people make. Other yeah. than that, you can do a lot. I mean, like you can grow cucumbers as long as you have something to vine them on. And again, you pick a plant that's not going to be quite so large or you have to trim them. You know, you can do peppers. You can do a squash plant if you can find a container squash variety. <laughs> um, and not, yeah, not the one that's going not everywhere. Not these like huge <laughs> pumpkins or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Some people have tried to grow loofah inside. And I'm like, have you ever seen a loofah plant? <laughs> These are the things that people put over the archways in their garden because they take over the whole thing and the vines are like 20 feet long. So, I mean, if you're going to rope it around your living room, good luck to you. But then all of that is not going to get light. So it's not going to thrive anyway. Right. That would be a mistake I make. So like these websites that like sell these kind of products, like the Arrow Garden, do they also sell seeds and stuff? So you yes, know like yes. which plants are going to be good for those. Yeah. Arrow Garden sells seed pot kits, which are easy, no brainers, all in one. But when you start having fun, you can get uh, empty pods or the empty sponges and you can buy your own seeds from numerous places across the internet that offer um, the proper sized plants, seeds, and you can grow your own. I mean, lettuce, it doesn't matter. Lettuce is lettuce. You can plant almost any lettuce that you want. Most leafy greens will work great because you can harvest them while they're smaller. Obviously, if you put a kale plant outside, it has room to get absolutely enormous. But inside, you would take those leaves while they're smaller before they take over your unit. Um, it's, it's basically the tomatoes, the squash, the pepper plants that you have to worry about sizing, pruning, things like that, and making sure that they fit into your space. 
Nice. And we do have a couple questions here. We've got, how long have you been growing indoors? And do you prefer smaller tomatoes indoors? This is, what is, year four, I think. Um, and indoors, I'm not growing indeterminate plants inside. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. I have an outdoor <laughs> garden for that. I grow those in the summer. So yes, inside I do smaller tomato plants. There are smaller plants that will produce larger tomatoes. Determinate plants, as I mentioned, get about three feet. And actually, Burpee has a couple of varieties that are hybrids that will produce almost beef steak-sized tomatoes on two-foot plants. So it's very important to read the size, read the details of what you are planning to buy before <laughs> you start <Yeah>. the seed. <laughs> Planted. Oh, shoot. It's too, it's too big. Yeah, uh, it happens. Uh, and then we have another question. Have you produced melons indoors? I don't like melons, so no. <laughs> <laughs> So she wouldn't even want to. There you go. <laughs> um, Jen is asking about Asian yeah. dreams. Well, yeah. well, here's a here's an interesting one. This is kohlrabi. I grew one kohlrabi in an arrow garden just as a test a while ago to see if it would work, and it did. So that's an Asian vegetable. Um, some people say it kind of tastes like broccoli, and the leaves okay. are edible and delicious. And next to that, you can see some Chinese pink celery. Mm -hmm. um, oh, here we go. Here's her wish. These are, I don't remember what this is. This is an older picture. That's definitely bok choy on the left. I can see okay. some purple lady bok choy hiding in the background. Oh, there's some tatsoi. I don't have my big, my picture of my big gorgeous tatsoi readily available here. So I'll see what I can do about that. Um, here's a harvest of some collars and various things from the other day. So yeah, uh, it's, oh, here's another one more. That's um, red mustard, I believe, that was in the garden. Nice. Um, and then this is my big question because like I said, I made carrots that were this this big. Um, what about some root vegetables? <laughs> oh, you can't, you can't do root vegetables that grow under the ground like carrots. You can try. Okay. A couple of people have tried. And what basically yeah. happens is as they start growing, they get stuck in the pod. Um, if you've ever seen a carrot grow or pull the carrot out of the ground, you see those little hairy roots basically all over it until yeah. you clean it up. So it needs to right. be underground so those roots can do what they need to do and grow to help the carrot expand. If you have things that normally grow kind of above the dirt, like that's when you know when it's ready, like the turnips, the kohlrabi, the beets, the radishes, you can do those because as they start growing, they're going to rise up. They're going to okay. rise up above the pod, like the kohlrabi that I showed you. Um, mm -hmm. Radishes would look pretty identical to that picture because what you do with the radishes is as they start growing, you kind of just give it a little wiggle to make sure it doesn't try to grow under <laughs> so Got that it, it rises up above. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it works out well. It, that's another fun thing about the hydroponics is experimenting, you know? Yeah. If you have the space and you have the time and seeds are cheap, you can get a, a pack of many seeds like mustard seeds. They give you like 300 dang seeds in a package, <laughs> <laughs> you know, experiment, grow some new things until you find something that you like and something that grows well for you. Yeah. Um, 
So what kind of equipment do you need? We've talked about lights. We've talked about hydrophonic, like mm-hmm. kind of give us a rundown of like all of the fun equipment that you're using right now. Oh my. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> As previous, here's that tax story. As previously mentioned, I have gone crazy. So, uh, <laughs> I love a crazy. I love crazy. It's all good. I mean, it was a slow burn, kind of. I, like I said, this is going to be counted as year four. So I started yeah. with the one arrow garden. I kept adding more arrow gardens, more arrow gardens. And obviously, when I was upstairs, I was like, I don't want anything big. And I like the smaller systems because they're easy to carry to the sink and clean. But then I'm like, but the large ones are so cool. You know, I want... I want bigger. Okay, so there's your Tatsoi chin, but let me go. Here was, well, see, this was before I added the second lettuce grow, before I yep, added yep. the iHarvest. And now, <laughs> yes, yeah, I think like it's expanded I since then. <laughs> it has. I am good for a long while because uh, eventually, you know, we'll have walls, we'll get the basement done or something, and then sure. I will reevaluate and see what there i want to keep what i've actually been um getting rid of some of the smaller systems that i i just don't use much anymore um yeah. and companies still the blogger life give me things for review <laughs> so i test them and then don't necessarily <laughs> want to like. keep them right <laughs> so um i'm sorry so Go what ahead. about those no it's okay i'm just looking at this picture and like those jars in the bag, those kind of look like the. Um... Yeah, <clears throat> that's yeah. the cracky jars that I was mentioning. Okay. I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah. Were... yeah, so those are 64 ounce amber ball jars, which is the brown okay. color. And those that was peppers and tomatoes in there at that time. Um, and the reason I use the amber is because they block out 99% of UV rays. So ah. when you do that, you want to make sure light does, does not get into your jars because it will interact with your nutrients and cause algae. And algae in small amounts is fine. Algae in large amounts will actually take nutrients away from your plants and the plants will start to suffer. Nice. Uh, well, we don't want suffering plants, but yeah, that's, no. <laughs> that's awesome. That, well, that, well, that actually leads into my next question. What kind of issues come up with indoor gardens? Because I saw a video that you posted recently about bugs and I'm like, really? You can get bugs in an indoor garden? Yep. Like, so what are some of the other issues that come up? Yeah, aphids, those little bastards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some people have no issues with bugs because like that plant that I showed the picture of this up on our second floor away from uh, all of this. There's no bug issues up there. That plant is happy as can be. But down here in the basement where it's not sealed up, there's an egress window right over here. Bugs are like, I think I smell a pepper plant. And aphids love pepper plants. They love Asian greens. So they get in. Um, Occasionally, depending on your area, whatever area you live in, if you have a problem with pests outside, if they can get in your house, you might get them inside. Like some people get spider mites, uh, thrips. Um, I've seen people get some crazy things inside, like little lizards or something. Oh, but wow. <laughs> if you if you are in a room in your home, like a bedroom or something where there's not, you know, usually bug issues, you're probably good to go. Another issue is um, 
root rot, which is where uh, the plant roots don't get enough, enough oxygen. So they start to brown and get kind of slimy and root. So that's why it's in, in rot, I mean, and that's why it's important to keep tabs on your plants and um, check them often. And there are things that you can use and things that you can do to combat that if it does happen and you can save your plants. Um, oh, wow. Other than that, there's not a lot of actual problems. It's That's another nice thing about growing inside. Someone mentioned the other day that she thought that hydroponics was harder than growing outside. Absolutely not. <laughs> outside, <laughs> there's just so much to deal with. There's the weather, there's the wind, there's the rain, there's the bugs, there's the pests, there's the <laughs> animals, there's the neighbors. You know, all of that <laughs> is a lot yeah. more to deal with than, than inside. Doing this, this in here pest, uh, to me, she said moose. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't have those, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have to worry about a moose coming into my basement. Yeah. So <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's awesome. What? So what? Um, what else would I need? Like, do I have to have? I mean, I would have to have lights, right? Or you were talking about in a like windowsill, but that doesn't work. Like what's kind of yeah. the cheapest light I could get to like, if I want to start with just a little, a little pot or whatever, and mm -hmm. I kind of want to just get started. What? Mm -hmm. Well, if you start with an arrow garden or another similar built-in unit, your light is built in right there. That's what we're looking sure. at here. The light can raise up and down. You put your plants in there and you're set. Um, if you want a grow light, this is one of them. This is the root oh, farm okay. panel, mm -hmm. and they often go on sale. Uh, the root farm light, the Arrow Garden grow light, and then the Black Magic grow light are all built by Arrow Grow. They're all identical. So depending on which one is on sale at the time, that's what I recommend because it's a great 45-watt panel. Awesome for leafy greens. They work great for cracky. Um, there's a couple of other ones that are a little bit cheaper, but these were the Arrow Garden version was just on sale for $49 not too long ago. So that's not oh, bad wow. at all. That's really and, and, cheap. Yeah. yeah. And the tub that you're looking at is actually a pre-made kit that you can also get on Amazon often for about $22. So I oh, recommend wow. these all the time. It's a D it's called a deep yeah. DWC kit, deep water culture comes with. Okay comes with the the tub comes with a um, air pump it comes with little uh, sponges and pods and you plant your seeds in there you put it under your light and so what's that total that's less than a hundred dollars that's like eighty dollars and you're ready to go and you're growing something wow <clears throat> that's great now one thing I don't think we've touched on quickly is um, herbs so mm -hmm. What is kind of your advice regarding herbs? Because I know a lot of people will kind of start herbs or even keep herbs like inside their house. How does that work? Um, yes. <laughs> if you buy an arrow garden, sure. the herb kit is the most common kit that comes with it. And you, oh, get, okay. uh, you get basil. Hang on one second. I think I have one right behind me. I do. So that's the arrow garden gourmet herb kit. Okay. And that comes with thyme, curly parsley, dill, Genovese basil, mint, and Thai basil. So you pop all six of those in your little unit, and they will germinate in a few days, and you'll be harvesting herbs. And a lot of people do keep just one arrow garden on their kitchen counter because they love cooking with fresh herbs. And let me show you what the pods look like. So it's just this little pod here. The sponge is in there. The seeds are already in there. You pop that in. It's going to get watered by the unit. 
and it says it sprouts in four to seven days. And then you'll see your first little sprouts and you'll want to share it with all your friends and they won't yeah. care. <laughs> And, they won't care. and then you hop in Chris's Facebook group and everybody and will give you 100 you. likes for yeah. your sprout. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and so you don't have moose inside your house, but I did see this comment. Uh, cats. So that's an interesting like point that I hadn't thought of um, was like, you know, there's not moose, but you know, you do have <laughs> pets that, yeah. that might get curious. So, um, but there's one advice here, but apparently cats dislike aluminum foil. Um, is there any other um, advice you would have about like indoor pets? Well, I don't have any pets anymore, but I see people do very interesting things. There's one um, young lady in our group that has, I think it's five gardens, the, the big unit I showed, and she has them behind a gate. So her dogs and cats can't get to them because yes, they will take your seedlings. They will chew your plants. They will lay on top of the plants because they like the warmth of the grow lights. Right. So you need to have them in a room where that you can close off or you need to protect them in some way. And also some of the, the leaves on some of these plants aren't good for the, uh, the pets either. So you want to make sure you take all of the precautions so that wherever your indoor garden is, your pets are not. <laughs> right, right. Smart, smart advice. Um, as we wrap up, is there anything else I'm missing? Like I said, I'm total novice to this. I don't know what I'm missing. So, um, well, my advice would be if, if anyone decides to get started, grow what you will actually eat. Yeah. If you're not afraid to try new things, that's awesome. Try all kinds of new things. That's what I do. And usually I'm not a very picky eater and I love vegetables. So most everything I have grown, I have liked. Um, but some people are like, they don't like collard greens. They don't like the taste of mustard. They don't like spicy stuff. So don't grow those things. Grow what you will actually eat and you will be successful and you'll be a lot happier in your indoor gardening journey. Yeah. Well, and I think it, you touched on this earlier, but I think just having the plants inside your house kind of increases your mood anyway, because it's got that, you know, it filters out your air and everything. Absolutely. And it yes. just makes you feel not so like cramped in the winter where I'm just like, I yes. just need to be outside for something. Yes, yes. And I come down 12 times a day and I, I look at my plants and, and I have actually, <laughs> the funny thing is my setup that I said was my previous setup is currently my seed starting setup. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> because I needed I needed to get seats going for outside. So I'll go yeah. over there every day and I'm like, I think I see a new sprout. <laughs> and it, it just it brings you joy just thinking about that that tiny little seed grows a whole plant of food. It's just it's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, this has been awesome, Chris. Thank you so, so much. Um, everybody, make sure you subscribe to Chris's YouTube channel. Um, if you're Thank here from you. Chris's, you can subscribe to me if you would like. Um, yes, I just talk about awesome. technology for families. Um, and I will put in the description on my videos links to your Facebook group. I will also put your Arrow Garden um, affiliate link so they can make sure to give you credit for, for any purchases they make through that as well. I appreciate so. you, darling. Yes, of course. And it was so good to chat with you. I don't get like I don't go to blogging conferences much anymore, so we don't me. get to see <laughs> each other much anymore. Um, yes. 
But so good to see you. Wait, one more here. Wanted to email you a grow light that's great and on sale, but didn't see it on your about page. That's just an FYI to you. You could probably message her through the <laughs> Facebook group or something. But yeah. Or leave me a, con a comment under this YouTube live. Yeah. Or yeah. Or leave a comment. Um, you could probably also reach out to her Instagram. She's little tech girl, Twitter, little tech girl. So I'm sure she um, has DMs there as well. So um, you can probably reach her through any of those methods. So absolutely. Thanks again, I'm always Chris. there. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye-bye.